you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome, welcome to She's All Over the Place. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so happy you're here. I have a special guest that I met during the podcast movement conference. It is the number one conference for podcasters. And Rochelle Marie Lawson, who is totally flossing, is going to be on my show today. And she is a divine woman in spirit, inspired, and she loves to support women. She loves to support people on their journey through passion and grace. And with no further ado, thank you so much, Rochelle, for being on. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, definitely, definitely. So let's just dive right in. You just got off the plane and you have landed the bird <laughs> and you are with me and you are ready to hit the ground running on She's All Over the Place, right? That's right, girl. Fierce, yeah. fearless, and unstoppable. Cool, cool. We are we are pumped up. So first of all, props to Rochelle because she's had a podcast since 2012. Yo, I wanted a podcast in 2012 and I didn't know how to get on the train track. I wish I knew her then, but you're going to be so happy you're listening to the episode because now you're going to know who she is and you literally need to go to her podcast and listen to all the episodes. I subscribed myself today. I listened to one um, on procrastination. I actually sent it to three people who like inquired and asked me about procrastination recently. There are so many talk topics about um, detoxifying and, you know, she has the different doctors on and everything. Uh, the podcast is Blissful Living. Blissful Living. Type in the Blissful Living, subscribe, listen to the episodes, give it a five-star review, all that jazz. And you're going to be so happy you did because you're going to gain so much value and insight. I have already, and I'm just going to keep going in. Mm-hmm. So 2012, and then Podcast Movement had uh, Rochelle be a speaker, and I was in her program, and that's how we met. I mean, if you're like in your little cocoon, I was just like, boom, boom, like blastfully, like going through the walls because I was so filled. My angel wings were just like, like flying high. I'm like, yes, we're the same tribe. Like, I love her. Like, I need to have her on the show because the thing she says is so inspiring. And that's the number one reason why I do this show is to inspire you, to add value, to educate you and to get those wheels moving and turning. And not only that, Rochelle, she does that, but she also knows how to make it turn into coin, that paper dollar. What? So let's dive in and let's talk about um, empowering women, empowerment in general. And um, yeah, shall we start there? Yes, that sounds fabulous. Okay, cool. Cool. So I think the number one thing to do all of that would be through getting rid of the clutter and detoxifying, right? Yes. So when you say detoxify, you're speaking on a multitude of levels. So let's start obviously with the clear one that people know about, but the physical detoxification. Okay. Um, so with regards to detoxification, it is multifaceted. For one, when I talk about detoxification, in order for it to completely work and harmonize with your body type and to have substantial benefits from it, I talk about detoxifying the mind, the body, and the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I'll start with the body because that's the one people are most aware of or that's the most out there. But in the complete process of detoxification, you detoxify those other areas as well. 
because if you do one area, it's like the triangle. If you if you have the triangle that's, you know, holding itself up and one of those corners are gone, you can't hold it. It's lopsided, right? And so this is the same thing with detoxification. If you don't detoxify those all three pillars, then yeah, you may feel clean and good in the other ones, but you're going to be still slightly off. You're still not going to be balanced. And we want balance and harmony in all three of those pillars so that you can prevent illness and disease from coming into your life and into your body. Yeah. So we're talking about the main one, which is the body. Now, there's several detoxifications. There's what I like to call the light detoxifications. There's the medium detoxification processes. And then there's the very deep detoxification processes. And so the light one is basically what you hear a lot about in the buzz. A lot of celebrities do it. it you know, it, it's the thing. It's the thing to do, right? When the celebrities are doing it as well. Um, but it's a very light detoxification, and that is called a cleanse or a juice cleanse, juicing. You know, a juice cleanse, uh, things of that nature. And basically, what they specialize or what they what they hone in is on your digestive system. And they work to help cleanse some of the sludge off your the walls of your colon and to help facilitate more harmonized movement or harmonized energy burning of the, the food, more harmonized metabolism in your digestive system. Okay. Um, very superficial, also very good. They will help to get rid of any belly bloat or gas or any of that kind of stuff. And just really kind of, I want to say they're kind of like a rotor Rooter. They kind of clean out the drain, but to get things flowing, but in order to have more beneficial aspects from, from the detoxification, you got to go a little deeper. Short term surface, I don't recommend doing it for no more than seven days um, just because of some other issues, but short term, but it has tremendous benefit. You'll see your skin gets clearer. Uh, again, like I said, the belly bloat and, and gas and all of that will, you know, fade away or be completely gone. You'll feel energetic. You'll feel Vibrant. I mean, it does some good things for you because anytime your digestive system is operating at the best capacity possible, then that is reflective in the rest of your body as well. So that's the first one, the cleanse. And a cleanse really only, like I said, detoxifies the, um, it really only detoxifies the digestive system. The second right. one, which is a de detoxification, um, goes beyond just the benefits of what you get with a cleanse. It actually helps to detoxify the liver as well as the kidneys. So you get the whole digestive system in the process of the uh, detoxification of uh, toxins versus just the main part of the digestive system. People don't think about their digestive system beyond their stomach, their small intestines, and their colon. Well, we've got the liver, we've got the kidneys, we've got the gallbladder, we've got the pancreas. We've got a lot of other things that make up our digestive system. And yeah, they are in quote unquote the endocrine system as well. But all of those things help facilitate our digestive processes. So when you can go a little deeper in cleanse or help detoxify other areas, particularly our liver, which is, again, one of the hardest working organs that we have in our body, but people don't recognize that, right? They don't realize it because we always think of our heart as hardworking and our lungs as hardworking. But without our liver being the one that metabolizes everything we take in, good, bad, or indifferent, nothing else would be able to operate efficiently, efficiently 
effectively. And that's when people have liver problems. You see they have uh, yellow skin and um, they have all kind of other issues. But anyways, back, I'm getting off track. I know the quickest way and I know it on an intellectual level and I practice it and then I don't do it and then I've done it and then I tell everyone about it and then I don't do it. But I was told for years now, the number one way to clear your liver, which is the most important, is to just have um, room temperature or warm water with like a half a lemon and that goes straight to your liver. So what do you think about that? Yes. Okay. So that is a good way to wake up your liver and start digestive processes. Alerted that there's going to be some intake. Two, it jumpstarts the liver, wakes the liver up and jumpstarts the liver's metabolic processes as well. So it's great. Do that every day. And again, it has benefits of clearing out belly bloat and gas as well from the digestive system. So great, great, great. But it's just very, you know, it's just one thing we can do in the processes of our day that can help keep out some of the toxins we take in that we don't even know about on a daily basis. So definitely that. When you do, though, the second, the little deeper phase, which is what I call the tree detoxification, you will be incorporating detoxifying your liver as well as your kidneys. And our kidneys are really important because our kidneys flush out everything. They filter everything out of our blood and thus we urinate it out. So having those two um, being detoxified really, really enhances the benefit to our overall body processes, you know, helps to ward off illness and disease. The third one, which is really deep, and it's generally, I only know this to be practiced in Ayurveda, and it's called a pancha karma. Oh, I've done it. I've done it. Mm-hmm. You've done a pancha karma? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, girl, it's intense, huh? Uh, yeah, I want to do it like every single month. <laughs> I know you only can do it. it like- it's, it's a beautiful detoxification process, but it is intense, and it does get, and it does detoxify every layer or all of the seven tissues that we have in our body. Our body is comprised of, according to Ayurveda, seven tissues or datus and a pancha karma cleanses all of that. For the mind, body, and spirit, it can be intense. So I wouldn't recommend somebody that is new to detoxifying, jumping in and do a pancha karma. I would say start with a cleanse then do a, a true detoxification and then do aspects of the pancha karma and then jump in and do a pancha karma. Because mm-hmm, pancha mm-hmm. karma can be anywhere from seven days to 20 one days or 30 days, just depending on uh, you need to do and how well and quickly you want to get rid of stuff. I have a, I have a funny, quick, short story that like nobody knows until now, like except maybe one person. So like I met this guy, it was like, I don't know, a while ago. And he was just like in love with me. And I like just met him. And he he was from India. Like he had Indian descent in him. And I wanted to do Panchakarma. The best place to go, like one of the best places to go is in India. So this man yes. wanted to take me like to India for this like Panchakarma retreat. And I'm like, and I am the spa queen. So I'm like, oh my God, I am all in. But I'm like, but I'm also like, yo, I just met this guy. He could be like nuts. Like India. And then like I found there was like an amazing place like in Utah. There's like an an amazing place in Sedona. But anyways, I ended up finding a place right in New York City. And um, I stayed in America for the holidays. And I actually did my Pancha Karma. It wasn't in the spring. It was um, around the holiday time around Christmas. And I did a seven day. I don't even know where it was. It was like Upper West Side or something. It was up there, but like, it was amazing. And I did um, this seven day Panchakarma and she was like, no reading, no watching TV. Cause it was just go home and just sit with yourself. Like just, and don't put on like any movies or shows. So I didn't do it. I yeah. honored it. The number one thing I loved the best was the Shiro Dara, the Shiro Dara where they boil 
on your third eye or your yeah that's my absolute favorite and then living in LA I was searching all around like oh my god panchakarma panchakarma and just like shirodara like just as a shirodara treatment like you go for a massage just to give your like mind a massage yes. but it's so hard I have this lady who does do just shirodara in the valley but um, most people won't do just the shirodara you have to do the full panchakarma but when I had my panchakarma experience when I did the seven days I'm telling you right now when she did the shirodara like when I woke up I felt like I was in heaven I there was straight cloud full like I was in the clouds blue sky with the clouds and I just had this deep deep sorrow and this deep deep forgiveness and peace with my father out of all people I have no idea but I guess there just was so much psychological torment and pain on there which maybe we can talk about later but um I love my dad he's so cool and he's living and he's alive he's downstairs and he's awesome it was just so unexpected but when I came out of my shirodara I just went so deep with it and when I came out I it was just this profound forgiveness and like healing thing I had with my dad and it was just I will never forget that moment it's one of the most precious moments of my life actually oh my gosh shirodara is one of my favorite things as well I do this treatment for my private clients um, when we're working on their their well-being and um it's called the bliss therapy treatment and incorporated into the bliss therapy treatment, the second aspect of it is the Shiradara. Now, when I had a physical spa location in Northern California, before I went online strictly globally, people would come in and they would want to do the bliss therapy treatment. And I, you know, I tell them, you're going to be here for at least four and a half to five hours. So just be prepared, but you're going to leave feeling amazing. They would get to the Shiradara and they'd be like, all this oil going, where's all this oil going to go, right? And depending on their dose your body type, you, I, you use a specific type of oil. I said, just don't worry about it. I got it. Don't worry about it. I got you. Don't worry about it, right? Soon as the oil started running on that third eye, but within 10 to 20 seconds, they were like out. And I kept saying, you're just going to fall asleep. Don't worry about it. And they're like, oh no, they, they were out. But after the complete treatment, they did, first of all, they didn't want to leave because it, was, it just felt so good. And they absolutely raved about it. And what I would do is I would capture some of the oil from their Shiradara because it has all their stuff. Use this when you do yourself Abiyanga or when you come out the shower or whatever, use it. And I say, every time you use it and you smell it, it's going to take you to that back to that place of when you, how you felt when you had your Shiradara. Yes. And they're like, what? And sure, every time I would run clients on the street, it, they were like, oh my God, you're so right. Every time I use this oil and I still do Shiradara's old school way like they do in India. And I have no problem doing a Shiradara for someone if that's all they want. But generally now I don't have a spa and it's generally a treatment for my private client. Oh my God, I love it. And then and then my hair is just full of oil and I just leave it in for like, she's like, oh, you can leave it in overnight and, and, and rinse it out. I like leave mine in for a week and I'm just like, oil me up. And I, it's just like a hair, an oil hair treatment. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's so healing. It goes deep, deep into the psyche. And, and like, I feel like it's just like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's like, it's ha- like having a massage for your 60 to 70,000 neurotransmitters and thoughts that we have per day. It's just, it's so deep rooted. Yeah. It's warm oil and it's right on your third first die. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience. Uh, I don't have the lady's name on me. Let me see if I can look at my phone because, uh, 
Let me see. Cause I have it like Sherodara. There you go. Sherodara right here. So it would be um, <laughs> if you're in Los Angeles in the Valley, it just Google Angel City Healing, Angel City Healing. And this woman does amazing Sherodaras. So yeah. But if you're in Northern California, obviously contact Rochelle. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or in San Antonio, Texas. I've only been to San Antonio one time. Um, I had a really nice time there. Yeah. It was just, I was, um, you know, Eva LaGuardia. Yes. She was married to Tony Parker at the time. And she's really, they were really big into poker and she has evaheroes.org. And so since I've been in like a bunch of movies and stuff, she invited like me and a guest, you know, she invited a bunch of people, but like me and a guest to come and for this tournament and Phil Hellmuth, their friends, and he's won more than 11 gold bracelets now from the World Poker Series tournament. But um, I went to San Antonio, Texas, and I was hosted by Eva Longoria and Tony Parker for her Eva Heroes organization. And we played poker. It was like so much fun. And like I went out with her and like her husband at the time and like all the basketball friends and stuff. And they like took us out. So that and I was only there for like three days. So that's my only experience in San Antonio. But when we're able to like move around and travel again, I'll definitely I come to I come to Northern California all the time, especially since I'm in LA a lot. But um, if I'm in San Antonio and you're there, we'll, we'll meet up there too. Yeah, or I can come to LA because I'm in LA a lot too. Very cool. Yeah. So tell us more about like um, empowering oneself. When we're on the horse, it's so easy. What if what if you're having a day like maybe I'm having today and um, I'm still focused and doing the commitments I have today. I'm still doing the stuff um, I'm going to do. I'm not like, it's not keeping me from showing up and being on this call um, and doing the other things I have to do today. Um, But the in-between, the in-between, not being proactive to do more of what I thought I wanted to be doing today and not feeling guilty about it and not feeling, uh, you know, uh, allowing the pressure being aware of not allowing the pressure to be there or the guilt to be there. Well, what can one do in those, I mean, in those moments, you know, the in-between, the in-between, that space in between when you feel alone, you know? So I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you as with regards today. That's why I'm here where I am doing this show with you, right? But when that happens and everyone goes through it, whether it's COVID times or as, you know, the youngsters say, the Rona, if whether it's the Rona wrecking havoc on the world or something else, or you just got stuff going on in your world that might be wrecking havoc with you, or you just have one of those kind of days. The first thing I like people to know is everybody has a day like what you're experiencing. And there may be a hundred other people right around you that are having the same type of day. But the fact that you can acknowledge that you're having a it, it, itty day, you know what I'm saying? If you're having a bad day, the fact that you can acknowledge, oh, you know what? I'm just off today. I'm having a bad day. It's just one of them darn days. When you acknowledge it, you take some of the sting out of it because... It's like having, and I'm going to use a medical thing, but it's like if you've ever had an ingrown hair in a spot, and I know we've all had them in a spot, and that ingrown hair festers and becomes like this little cyst, right? And you know it's there, but you keep ignoring it, but yet it's still edging in your mind and that cyst gets bigger and then it starts getting painful. And then now you got to go into the doctor, and but you know Every time you try to ignore it, it's not letting you ignore it. And the more you try to ignore it, the louder it screams. The moment you realize and you acknowledge it, 
it takes the sting out of it. You acknowledge you have to do something about it and you go to the doctor. It takes the sting out of it. You get it taken care of and you can go on. Same thing with having a bad day or having challenges with on our day. Everybody has them. It's, it's just for that moment in time. When you acknowledge it, you take the sting out of it and you're able to move forward with the thought process of having proactive action steps to help circumvent the bad day you're having. Sometimes not a good thing, but sometimes back in the day when I was having one of those kind of days where I would dip off for lunch, I have a shoe fetish. I would dip off for lunch and go buy me a pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. Don't recommend that, right? Emotionally spent. I've already did that. I've done that. I did that for years. (laughs) I emotionally spent for years. However, it helped me to get through the day. But now, but if I'm having one of those kind of days, I realize there's a thousand, a hundred thousand other people having a day too. And my little stuff I'm dealing with is nothing compared to that person in in the ICU on a ventilator. There's nothing compared to that homeless person that has nowhere to sleep and is 20 below outside. There's nothing compared to the mom that is working two jobs and trying to take care of her kids and she's not making enough money to provide a good house for them to live in or to provide enough food for them. So no matter what I go through in my day, no matter what challenges I have, there's somebody that's having a hell of a lot worse challenges than me and it's more detrimental to their life. And when I think of that in that context, I am grateful sometimes for the challenges I have because it helps me to reset my mind and realize this ain't nothing because compared to what somebody else is going through, you got this girl. Just take that step forward and keep on moving down your path. And that's just the way it is. The other thing I like to share, which is, you know, that's being really intellectual and really on top of it. But for those of us that aren't always intellectually on top of it, the other thing I like to do is when I'm having one of them kind of days, girl, I put on my favorite music. I don't care if I'm in the car, in my office, at home, whatever. I turn the sound up and I just, you know, first it's kind of like, oh, and then it's like, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. And then I'm, you know, but it takes me into a whole nother zone and that problem or problems that I may have, they kind of flush off my system and it allows my mind to just open up and let some good positivity flow back into me from the vibes of the good music I'm hearing that touches my heart and soul. Okay, so I love that. So a couple of things. One, I'll just start backtrack with what you just said. So the older I've gotten, like I used to be so into music and I love music and I love, love music, but I'll like my music partner, he'll just like tune everything out and put music on. I for, I'll forget to put music on. And when I do it, it gets my mind off it quicker. I move through it quicker, but I forget the Tibetan <laughs> meditation bowls. Oh my God, but no, cause I lo- I'm like, oh, oh, Tibetan meditation bowls, but I'm all about the Tibetan med- meditation bowls. But the thing is, it's like, no, like what you just said, like I need to put some like, I don't know, like mm, someone, something on. I just need to put something on that's going to get me back to my little girl K status and like Britney Spears and like whatever, like happy jump around or like whatever music, like oldies or anything. I just need to put on some like, you know, like music with soul in it and just like move through the emotion with the music. So one thing, because I'm such an analytical overthinker, a lot of times I forget to turn the music on. So this is like a big thing. I need to like have on like my screensaver. I just need a logo that says turn the music on. I need to remember to remember to turn the music on because I'm getting so passionate about it because I'm angry and it's like that could be that could have been the thing right that could be the thing or put the music on while you're still wanting to be focused doing the things that you want to do because they make you feel good the successful things or you know I could do that with the music or just take a break and dance or whatever because I love to dance I don't dance as much as I used to but so one the music okay great the other thing is thank you so yeah 
turn the music on loud and just dance. Just turn the music on and groove or whatever, okay? Music is the best therapy. I won't even do a plug right now of my new Hypnotic Energy EP. We can talk about that later. The other thing I want to mention is <laughs> the analytical part, the people who are like overthinking on an intellectual level. So the stories you were sharing, that comes with life experience because you've been a nurse for 30 years. You are a nurse. You have seen what people like me will never see. They edit, They the, the TV version is edited. And a lot of people like me were taught to turn a blind eye at a young age and not look at certain things. So I was taught to protect myself and others who wanted to protect me, turn a blind eye, don't look. And if you, you get scared to look or it's superstition or it's like, oh, like if you look, that's going to happen to you. And by association and Wallace D. Waddles wrote a book in like 1918 on the science of getting rich. And, you know, and it's like he talks about like disassociation. Yeah. And it's like, so the stuff you're talking about is like life experience of like mothers and trying to do like, you know, the things of providing and I'm not a mother yet. And so some people haven't seen the things that nurses and doctors see in those rooms. So what, ha- so two, the other thing is along the way from my little girl journey till now, I would do, I would do the comparison game. It's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm so, and number one thing you said is gratitude. So the number one thing we can do is gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. It's like the number one thing. Yeah. The people who maybe don't have your life experience and the experience of the struggles of the homes who haven't, who haven't experienced having, buying and having their own home yet, right? I just rented um, my right. So like with me, because of how I am, I, like for me to take all that on, I wouldn't be able to function. Like I wouldn't be able to handle those kind of things, right? Anyway, so the last thing I would like to say is, so from my little gold journey till now, I would do the comparison game and I would compare like, oh, like that person has it worse or that family has it worse or I, I look pretty or I have good hair, health, health, hair. I have uh, some kind of education. I have, you know, I have done this for myself. I dress nice. I have, so I'll do like, I'll compare like, oh, I have this, like, compared to that person and I'll, there's this like com- but but then I'll like discredit myself like oh because it's I'm not that bad oh because I'm not like like here and I'm not down there but I don't want to take myself and compare myself to quote unquote illusionary up there, there right. or illusionary down there but how do you find the happy medium where it's like you acknowledge yeah like I do have my health I'm not in an ICU but still not discredit like how I am feeling on eggshells or how I am feeling feeling like I could just fall apart or cry or I feel like not hide all the time and like have the courage not to hide or admit that I hide often, right? Like how do you, how do you deal with those things? You acknowledge it. Yeah. You just, I mean, really the the simple fact of acknowledging whatever our our stuff is helps to make our stuff not so stanky, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's when we do not acknowledge it or we try to, or we, you know, don't look, like you said, shelter, don't look, or, you know, it doesn't go away. In fact, you know, classic example, kids. And I know we all, we all were kids, so we can relate to this. And don't look in your present. Don't look at your presence before. Right. Okay. I was the one that always wanted to be surprised. My brother was the always one, always was one dipping in. Okay. It's the same thing when you don't, you know, if you don't acknowledge the fact that you want to dip in and see it, you're going to dip in and see it. 
right? It's just the it's just the way it is. It's always gonna fester if you don't acknowledge it. It's always gonna fester if you try to hide it, if you try to shove it away, if you try to ignore it. It's just gonna get louder. It's the same thing like when our body when we're having something happen in our body. If we ignore that pain in our toe, it's just gonna if it's something serious that's trying to get our attention, it's just gonna get louder and louder and louder until we are really forced to take care of it. Say it might be an ingrown toenail or it might be you know something else. Whatever it is, the longer you don't acknowledge it, it starts speaking to you louder and louder and louder. And why would you want to let that stuff mess up your day? So as soon as you acknowledge it, that loud voice that it had inside your head becomes quiet because you're like, oh, that's just, you know, whatever, you know, it becomes quiet and then you're able to move forward. And when it comes back and it'll come back, you know, it may come back 10 minutes later and be like, oh, and you're just like, yeah, I got you. I heard you. I'm moving on. Just You just got to keep doing that and keep doing it. And it seems silly and it seems simple and it seems like it doesn't work, but it works. Trust me, because I'm a type A, zero to 100 type of chick. And in my, in Ayurveda, I'm a true pentadosha, which is I'm full of fire. So I had to learn how to calm that fire from going from zero to 100 real quick, right? As Drake says, real, real quick. Real quick. Because it wasn't always, it was not beneficial to my internal health, my mental health, my spiritual health. And then the person that might've been on the reception of that, it definitely wasn't beneficial to them. It's so, so destructive, I, right? But it, it feels good. It's an addiction. We we don't know we're doing it. We're taught that. We're, it's exactly. a behavior. Exactly. We go it's to a zero behavior. to a half. We go zero to a hundred because we saw other people doing it, or exactly the people didn't know how to control emotionally. They weren't emotionally exactly. intelligent around us to teach us different tactics to go, you know, not from zero to a hundred, zero to blue, zero to purple, right. zero to green. Yeah, so I've had exactly. to develop female, divine, feminine, female relationships along the way. One example, my dear friend, Alessandra Levy, like I would talk to her about some things and I would go from zero to hero, but there was a, a zero to hero moment, but I didn't have to go to hero because there was an opportunity but then I felt like a failure. And she said, hey, Kay, she's like, it's not that you have to cancel. She's like, you can just reschedule. You don't have to like not go, but right. just find out about the other thing first and then just reschedule. So it wasn't just collapsing. I'm a failure. Everything's falling down. Nothing. It's like, right. oh, like there's another option. And and so now when, when I'm doing things and it's like from zero to hero, it's like, oh, maybe I have so much on my plate right now, but I can't do 10 out of 10. I only can do seven or eight out of 10. But what are those? two things I can reschedule or maybe just take off my plate and not do, or if I want to be committed, just reschedule it. Right. So in our minds, we need to know how to have those boundaries to reschedule and pivot our emotional um, behavior. Right. And it's a practice. Like you said, it's, you have to do it over and over again. It's like showing up to the mat and showing up for yourself and showing up for yourself over and over. And by us having these conversations, even though you know what you know, and I know what I know, and we're talking about things. And even though we know some of these things and we're just saying it anyway, it's like, sometimes we talk to one another back and forth because it's a mirror reflection. And it's also for the collective consciousness to remember just to plant a seed and to fire wire fire wire on a neurological level to plant the seed to show up to remember we're in this together and you're not the only one I'm not the only one we're like we're really in this together right we're all going through some stuff different different circumstances some are similar different brush strokes but you know it's just stuff, right? At the bottom of, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all going through stuff. We're all going to go through stuff during our day. You know, some is like, eh, and others might be, ah, 
but we're all going to go through it. We're all going to get through it. And when you acknowledge it, you take the sting out of it. So as it, you know, when it pops up later in the day, it's like, oh, I already acknowledged that or whatever. And you're able to move on. It's when you don't acknowledge that, that you get stuck, stagnant, and it festers. It really does fester like that, you know, sore that won't heal or that, that fire that's just smoldering. It's, um, it, it just will fester and it will just continue to mess up your day. And so my thing is, I'm too important. My mind, body, and spirit and health is too important to let the small stuff mess up my day. If it's not affecting me and my health, I don't need to focus on it. If it's not affecting like my mind, I don't need to focus on it. If I'm not losing hundreds of thousands of dollars or heck for in today's day, thousands of dollars, I don't need to focus on it. What I need to do is acknowledge it and then move on on how I can either solve it, get through it, delegate it, whatever I need to do. But um, the first step is acknowledging it and that takes the sting out of it. A couple of things. One, what if someone cannot acknowledge it? Because let's say they've been beaten down. I mean, and some people have been physically beaten down, okay? But some people have just been beaten down psychologically. No, no, no. Go to your room. Cry alone. Cry alone. Grieving. That I mean, that's a whole myth to, to, to be able to grieve alone. And, you know, we could grieve together, you know, and people are scared to show... People are so numb. People are, aren't in touch with their own emotions to even understand. Like, because all the cortisol that's being released and that adrenaline and you're getting high, this false high off of that power where you think you're powerful and you're enraged and you just think that's normal, but you're not in touch. You're not in tune with your prefrontal cortex because it's just, you go into fight and flight mode and you're just operating on survival mode. What about the people who are just like in survival mode? mode all the time. Like, how can they get in touch with those, you know, emotions if they don't understand, they just need to pluck it out. What if they don't know where (laughs) where it is or how to find it? You know, and, and, and that's, there's a lot of people. It's like the alcoholic that everybody knows they're an alcoholic, but they don't realize it until one day. Right. It's like the drug addict who keeps going to, who keeps ODing and ended up in the emergency department, but they don't, they keep saying they're not addicted to drugs. Right. Until one day they get this epiphany. It's these people that have been beaten down emotionally or mentally and just don't really realize what they're going through. What I say to them is if you can't, First of all, if you don't realize it, you you don't even know you have a problem. So why, if you don't know you have a problem or you can't, you can't get in touch with it, then you can't fix it. So you have to be open to receiving and sharing with somebody that's close to you that can call you out on your stuff. And we all have that one person or two people, you know, it's like, hey girl, let me, you got a minute? Let me just talk to you. Girl, let me tell you about so-and-so in my day and blah, 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 blah. And that person will be like, well, if you wouldn't have did this, that wouldn't have happened. Or if you wouldn't have did this, it's the one person that can call you out on your stuff and you'll actually listen to it. When you're having one of those kind of days, and if you're a person that knows you, uh, you tend to project your stuff onto other people, Call, I've been told, them. I've been told, I've, my sister, she's told me so many times. And do you know your human design? Yes. What are you? I'm a generator. A generator. Okay. I'm a projector. Funny enough. I am a projector. <laughs> <laughs> so my That's sister. so funny. She read my, she did my chart for me and my whole entire life. She's, you're projecting your stuff onto me. You're projecting, which is different than obviously being a projector, but I am a projector. Like I see the, the thing on a projector screen and know how to put it all together. But, but like. 
So, okay, yeah, we all have that person. I have Alessandra Levy that I just told you about. She's a dear friend. I have some friendships that I developed along the way. But before I didn't, before I didn't have those people, I didn't, a lot of, like this culture and society, like so many people are mentally ill and there's there's so many unhealthy things that are going on, right? And so, like you said, being acknowledging, acknowledging, being aware of it, just putting it out in the opening is the first step to healing and the kindness to have the uncomfortable conversations and to be talking about what we're talking about. But for the listeners who are on here, thank you so much for being here because maybe you don't have the the community, the the family member you can go to. I know a lot of people don't have family members they can go to because the whole family member's messed up. So you're, right. maybe that's how you found this podcast um, or Rochelle's podcast. And that's how you're finding, you know, you're listening to podcasts. You, you need to find a community and find someone that you can have that. And it can just be one person to have your, your person, your go-to person that you can talk to about stuff and be open with. And it doesn't always have to be through a therapist. However, because I know like sometimes you can get mental health therapists for free. I know during the pandemic, a lot of, um, you know, those rates went up and everything of like getting a therapy and everything. I know better help, better health. It's like online and they do like 30 for like people who make no money at all. It's like $39 a, a month and I'm not an affiliate with them or anything like that. I just like for anyone who needs some help and you want to pay just like, you know, have a, a monthly therapist. I know it's like, you know, $176 or something like that, like a month. So it's pretty affordable than spending $150 on a session. But if you do have insurance and you can get mental health, you know, I know it's difficult getting on a train track to get the help. It's That's why like a lot of people give out the yeah. lines and, and things like that. So just to be able to like, you know, communicate and share things is, is really important. Um, you know, and not only listening, like you said, and getting the information on an intellectual level, but what are some actionable steps in a positive way that people can take one step at a time to be more passionate about their lives? And if they're not feeling the passion in their lives, what are some actionable steps they can be taking, you know, um, some tools that they can take away that they can start applying to their life and keep it for themselves? So, you know, you brought up a good point with regards to people. Sometimes people just don't have people or they have people and they just don't feel comfortable. They don't feel like that's that, they have a person that like is their go-to, right? Totally get it. The simple thing that I would suggest to people like that is to step away from whatever it is you're doing, go outside, take a few, I say take five nice, long, slow, deep breaths in and out and go for a quick walk. Is spend some time outside in nature. And I'd like to say do at least a 10 to 15 minute walk. Now, if you want to walk longer, longer than that, that's great. But if you don't have the time, a 10 minute walk will do wonders in nature. One, it will open up you. You, 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 will, be, you will be kind of <clears throat> focusing on nature. Two, the breathing will completely open up um, the tracks within you, respiratory as well as ethereal tracks within you um, to give you the needed oxygen intake that you need because you've probably been clamping down and breathing shallow because you've been stressed or whatever's going on, right? So it'll open up the channels for you and it'll bring clarity and, and restore energy and restore positive, when I say energy, restore positive energy to you. It'll help flush out some of that negative and negativity that might be swirling around you. 
just being out in nature does so many things we take for granted. And you may start off in your walk being, you know, uptight, upset, whatever the case may be. But by the end of that walk, you'll be in a completely different and better place. So if you don't have someone to go to, that's what I would suggest. Just take a walk by yourself out in nature and just let nature transform you into being back centered, balanced and grounded. And all of that bad energy will get grounded back into nature, back into earth as you're walking around and doing your breathing and whatever, you know, naturally happens when we walk and do our cardiovascular and, you know, our body takes over, right? But you will feel completely 100% better, grounded, balanced, and and, um, with more positive energy. So that's one thing. One thing I would like to say is, so let nature take its course. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. You're so good with those, girl. You got it. And so the other, the other, another suggestion I would be, that I would suggest is, and I know if there's guys watching this, guys probably don't do this but you're never too old to do this, right? And I would say, take a bath, run the bath water. If you have some essential oils, pull them out. If you don't, okay, no worries. If you got a candle or two or three or four, light your candles. If you've got some incense or you burn sage or you don't, either way, if you got it, light it. If you don't, don't. But you know, if you want to add some bubbles, whatever it is, but taking a bath does so many good things for us. First of all, it's really good for our body. Every tissue in our body, it helps to increase our circulation. It helps the body to do some natural daily detoxification processes that it does anyway automatically, um, opens everything up, but it also takes you a place of restoration as the water swirls around you. You kind of get relaxed and you think about like whenever you're in a tub or you sit in a hot tub or I'm not the tub, the swimming pool or you sit in a hot tub or you're in the ocean, lake, whatever, just having that water around your body just feels so good and it completely takes you to a different place. It's almost like it washes you free of that negative energy or chaotic energy. It just cleanses you of it. So I'd say take a bath. And again, this is for guys. You can do this too. But if you're not a bath person, you can also take a nice warm shower. And as you're in the shower, you can still do the essential oils. You can still light the candles. You still can create this beautiful, sacred place for you for that moment in time. But when you're in the shower, just imagine the water that's coming out of the shower head as positive golden light, golden energy flowing into you. And as it flows down and hits your head and flows down your body, all of that negative energy is being washed out of your system and down into the drain as well. You will feel absolutely amazing and you will be definitely in a better place as well. I know some of these things sound real simplistic and they are. And that's why I'm telling you because it's something that anybody can do at any time to help you get into a better place. Also, I like to light candles and I I love burning incense and sage and having all my essential oils and stuff. Light a candle. If you have a candle, just light a candle and focus on the candlelight for a few minutes. All of these things, again, they seem so simplistic, but they're so good for restoring balance and harmony in your mind. When you're operating from a place of balance and harmony in your mind, the world really does become your oyster and the possibilities become unlimitless, right? But when we're stuck in our... so to speak, we're stuck. You think of quicksand or you think of mud. When you're stuck in mud in your big four-wheel drive truck and you stuck, you stuck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You stuck until some water or something comes up and really rains down and helps you wash it away and you can get out, but you really are stuck. So um I have yeah, lavender thanks. oil on right now. I mean, I oh. I am so grateful. My friend sent me for my birthday, five bottles of lavender oil, like French mm. lavender, English lavender, uh, lavender that's just plain lavender. Sent me two 
Greek lavenders because I'm Greek sent me two Greek lavenders. And so I've been putting it on my wrist. I just took like some deep breaths before we got on the call just to center myself after like I kind of like just prepared what I needed to prepare and just took a couple deep breaths. When you were telling me, you know, we're telling the viewers and just telling me and telling everyone in general, just reminding us all about breathing, breathing and just taking a deep breath. It's like it opens up the heart. Like um, so by going out and taking a walk and like just breathing just is going to like make the blood flow, open our heart, be in nature. Mm -hmm. So like those things on a psychological level, we don't understand, but those are like how they actually function and work. I'm going to go like really sterile on you here. Like some people, everyone has their excuse, right? Excuse, excuse. Let's say it's too cold to go outside. They can't go outside because it's too cold or they're couch potatoes and they're always in front of the TV and they can't get off the TV. They're trapped and imprisoned in their own mind. They're, it's like it's like they're paralyzed in their mind and they're hooked and they they want to make a change, but they can't even take the first step. It's like cement, okay. like mentally, like they say they're going to do something. They keep saying they're going to do something over and over, but then they just don't do it. How stuck. Can we, yeah, stuck, stuck, stuck. Cement stuck. So, so for those people, like it's, it's three a, decades stuck. <laughs> for those people, the challenge is going to be um, a little bit deeper because to me, it's definitely mental and it could be emotional, physical. Okay, mm. taking that they don't have any, you know, those, you know, any physical disabilities or anything like that. It could be a, a mental or emotional type of thing. Now, with regards to Ayurveda, there's three main body types, and one of those body types that when they're stressed. Um, are overwhelmed, that's exactly what they do. They get stuck. And so to unstuck them or to unstick them, you got to get them moving. So energy, emotion, energy, energy, exactly. emotion. That's what Paul so, Tech says. So that's what I'm going to go back to. Um, if you stuck in the house, if you on that couch and you sitting there eating that second bag of Oreos or processed foods, Doritos, or you got that big old Diet Coke, whatever. That did. However, talking to those women out there because they need us the most right now. <laughs> Girls, ladies, women, there's help for you because remember when we were talking about cranking up the music? Everybody has music they like. Whether you taking it back to when you was in high school or your college or kids or now, whatever the case may be, everybody has music that they like. And we all like different type of music for different things. Sometimes I like to crank jazz up when I'm in the mood, right? Sometimes I want to be totally ACDC rocking and rolling it out when I was in high school, right? Or, or you know, uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, I'm taking it Way back when I was in high school. Oh, Sometimes girl, I, I went to his DJ school in LA. I'm, I went oh I did a year program at his DJ school. Learned yeah. how to. <laughs> so, even for you people that are stuck in what I like to call that third body type, the copper body types, where when you get overwhelmed, you just get stuck and you can't move, um, turn on some music. Mm -hmm. You can have that bag of Doritos, turn on some music, whatever it is. And then you can have that bag of Doritos, Oreos, that big old Diet Coke, whatever you, whatever your vice is, and get up and just start moving. You know, yeah. just move first. You just got to walk around your house and take a nature walk around your house. Do that. Take yeah. a make, make it like it's something interesting. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to look for, I don't 
know, you know, all the kids socks or, you know, whatever, but just do something, make an activity because when you do something other than sitting there resonating about what's bothering you, challenges, mishaps, whatever's going on that's chaotic in your life. When you sit there, it just, it just really, you add fuel to the fire. When you get up and you distract yourself and you do something, it doesn't take it away by no means, but it distracts you and it lets the fuel dissipate so that fire doesn't become so raging in your head and you're able to have a, uh, a spot or a time where you can make better choices for what you're going to do and how you're going to proceed forward. You know, we can worry, worry, second to fear is the most traumatizing, the most detrimental, emotional thing that we can feel. And how many times do we either worry ourselves to death? Literally. Right, right. Die early. Worry ourselves to the point that whatever we worry in it about does manifest in our lives, Mm -hmm. right? However, worry is something that's not real. You're worrying about something that may never, ever happen. And the more you worry about it, the more you add fuel to it and more you magnetize that and make Mm -hmm. it actually a reality that happens happens in your life. So, but for them it's already a reality in their life. It's exactly. because it's, it's their lens, it's their story, it's so true to them. It's already happening. It's already happened. They've it, already very manifested true. it. Very very, very true. It's like very it's very setting, true. Set, setting themselves up. They're setting themselves up for failure because because of some traumatic thing maybe that a teacher or someone told them from their past. It's like, it's so crazy psychology and like human beings. I'm yeah. like what have we've done to one another. You know what I mean? And it's like these kind of conversations yeah. Like I have a 13 year old niece. She just turned 13. Yo, like I get, I send her Instagram profiles for her to follow. So she can be hip to certain things like narcissism. There's this doctor I found and she's amazing. And she's like talking about all these things about narcissistic people. And because a lot of therapists, they don't even, you can't even say narcissistic or you can't even say this person's gaslighting me in a therapy session with like a couple's therapist, because then you look like the bad person. And these therapists aren't even trained. So it's like, right. not a new thing, but this one doctor, right. like Ramami or something, she was on the round table with Will Smith. I guess I saw that on her profile because I just started following it not too long ago. But she talks about narcissism and I was like in a rabbit hole watching like 13 videos and like I want my little niece, like she's 13, but I want, I, I want to know about this stuff. So like it, she's not blindsided to right. people who could do this to her. Like people who exactly. could be this way to her. Like you have to know the red flags of people's behavioral patterns and like you can be not eight or seven, but but she's 13 now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I don't want someone sending me that stuff at 21. Like, so I'm glad I'm her aunt and I can share stuff with her. Some things I'm like, you know, should I ask her mom first? You know, but like some things are like right. psychological because she's intelligent and smart and she's on Instagram. So if she's on Instagram. She well, can yeah. be seeing anything. If she's on Instagram, she's being exposed to a whole bunch of stuff her mommy and daddy don't know about anyway. So I think it's good to always have an auntie like you that helps put things in perspective and helps to keep it real for these kids coming up. Because when I was 13, I was I was a freshman in high school and um, I was doing all kinds of stuff. Like I was straight A student and all of that. You get exposed to stuff, right? And if you don't have someone in your life that you can talk about or that keeps it real with you, because a whole bunch of people will tell you a bunch of BS. They're not keeping it real. Particularly some parents don't tell their kids things and keep it real. And then the kids get out and feel like, well, damn, this is, this ain't what how mom and dad told me. Well, yeah. And so they struggle. If you have someone in your life that can keep it real. And we talked 
about this in the very beginning, keep it real with you. It's great because it helps you down your journey. When you come across something like what you're sharing with your niece, when she comes across that, at first it may, she's going to recognize it because it's something she's already learned about, right? And she's going to, whatever decision, she, how she makes, it's okay. But at least you'll have some weird awareness of that this or these type of people do exist. And this is what I need to watch for. It just helps to have a better experience as they travel down their path. Now, saying it may not, it may come up again on her path, you know, she may not recognize it so quickly, but still having somebody in your life that keeps things real with you, as hurtful as sometimes as it is to be called out on your own stuff, right? Is the best thing for us. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing for us. Yeah. And have those uncomfortable conversations, right? Instead of being taught, like we were saying earlier, or how I mentioned, like turning a blind eye, you know, that's what you were taught. Oh, sit down, don't say anything, act proper, act, you know, be polite. You know, like so many girls, like I grew up with, like in California, growing up there, all the kids who went to Beverly Hills High, a lot of my girlfriends, their moms wanted them to marry someone who was wealthy. So they, you know, just, they were already wealthy, but they, their moms wanted them to marry into wealth. One of my acquaintances, friends at the time. And when there was that commercial strike and a lot of people lost work, um, the first writer's strike, one of my girlfriends, her dad committed suicide. He committed suicide. He was out of work. Like, and all these parents are wanting their children to go. Another one of my friends, um, they're from Russia and her mom, who's very wealthy on the East Coast, her daughter moved here. And because she wanted the men to be very uh, turned on and lured and give her things, she was wanting her, she paid for her daughter to get breast implants. Like these are mothers doing these kinds of things with their daughters. And it's like, where's the line here? Where's the communication? So thank God we have people like you and we have like podcasting and the, you know, the, the means of connecting to share these things, because there's so many things that are happening that are so silent. And there's so many things that are happening that people don't talk about. And it's like, it's important to talk about these things because it's unhealthy. It's not natural. It's not okay. And these people don't know any better. And like, I remember when I was 12, you know, I'm like, oh, I wish I had a secret someone that I could talk to all the time. So I'm like, I always remembered, like, I was always gonna like, you know, be that person for someone that they can talk to, you know, that they could ask that secret question to, you know, but sometimes we forget, we forget things along the way. We do. And and that's one of the reasons why I tried to be as real as I was with my kids. And I, when I was 13 or when I was young, like, I think I was, I was 11, I had a friend who was, she was a, probably like five years older than me. And so I would go down there. Her name was Beverly. I would go to Beverly's house. She lived like not next door, but the house next door to me. And I'd go to Beverly's house and she'd be telling me stuff. And, you know, it's like, it was great to have her because I didn't have any sisters. I was, I'm in a family with, on both sides of my family, I'm the only girl. So I only had boys. I was always surrounded by boy energy. It's was kind of nice to have someone to tell you some real stuff about girl stuff like tampons or yeah you know you shouldn't act like that because you look some kind of way or you, you know what I mean and then I had a aunt, I had some aunts that kept it real with me as well and if I had something I would go to them I did get to a certain age where I didn't go to anybody and I just had you know that in my like the one or two girlfriends I had who didn't betray me or whatever but you know what I'm saying there were some things there was a time where I kept things to myself so to speak so that I could process them and make the decisions best for myself whatever they 
work. But it's always good to have someone to call you out on your stuff. My best friend that I've had since we were 15 has no problem saying, girl, you got sh- all over your nose and I'm going to call you out. On-. You know what? And she's just like, but because she's my best friend, when she says that, I know that I've gotten way off the hook and it's something I need to listen to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's definitely a message. And I know coming for her that I need to listen to because she's not going to tell me some BS. She's going to keep it real with me. And so, and I think, I think that's good. I think that's good to deal with when we're in our health and well-being mindset, as well as, you know, when we're dealing with our wealth. I've always believed that women should be independent of a man. You can have a man with you as your partner, but you should be independent of a man because like what you said, your friend, your friends were, parent moms were telling them to marry somebody rich. But when that man died and that woman had no means to support herself, how many times do we hear that they struggle and they do all kinds of, you know, stuff or get into another relationship that's abusive just because they don't know how to take care of themselves and they've always been dependent on a man to take care of them. So I'm a firm believer that man or woman, I mean, yeah, woman or man, that everybody needs to take care of themselves and then have a partner that helps support you and you elevate each other up. Right. Yeah. So that yeah. if one of if one of you, if something happens to one of you, the other person can go on and be this beautiful blossom that they were meant to be. They just don't have that other blossom with you. The other person doesn't go up and then, you know, begins to die because they were so dependent on the, the livelihood of their partner, so to speak, yeah. that they, the livelihood, they end up dwindling and dying away. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. A lot of good truths here. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, so do you have, uh, growing up, you know, yourself, um, did you have certain mentors you looked up to? No. You know, when I was a little girl, I, my I, my idol was Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. I wanted to grow up to be a singer and an actress like Diana Ross, From except Detroit. for I couldn't sing and I was extremely, <laughs> and I was extremely shy. So, mm. but other than that, growing up, no, I really didn't. I mean, there's like, you know, my grandmother, you know, my mom and stuff, but as far as somebody that I really looked like, oh, no, I didn't. I just kind of was that little chick, that little girl. I used to be called that little girl. They used to say I was, yeah, I was mean. They thought I was, people would think I was stuck up because I always carried myself a certain way until they got to know me. And they're like, oh my God, you're completely opposite of how I thought. I thought you were the stuck up. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I've, you know, but I've heard that, you know. Right, so I went, how you carried yourself. Yourself, regal, yeah. With so much exactly. confidence. Yeah. Right. Natural, natural, just natural, yep. naturally born with it. That <laughs> You should do that. Ad, I guess, right? I don't know. And then they realize, oh, she's off the hook. She's crazy. She's fun. She's not stuck up. But, you know, and so I can't think of anybody that, I really looked up to other than Diana Ross. I wanted to be like her. <laughs> but yeah. I couldn't sing. I mean, I couldn't sing and I was too shy. I went to Motown the musical twice. It was so cool. There was a part where like, you know, in the middle, like she has someone come up and sings with her one of the songs. And so my my former manager took me to the show because I'm from Detroit at the Pantages in LA. And then um, my music partner, Nikki Scorpio, because he's a singer, I took him to see the show and I loved it so much. I grew up on uh, oldies and I knew he would love it. So right when they were going to ask the part, who would like to come up and sing with Diana Ross. Literally, I was the first one up in the theater, like thousands of people. I was like the first one up and I was like raising my hand and I pointed to him and he went up and they sang together. That was my Diana Ross moment. Yeah. Wow. I loved, I loved her. You know, I loved her now. It's beautiful to see that Tracy Ellis Ross 
is, um, you know, I love her too. I love her personality and her sassiness and, you know, kind of, you know, she's not like her mom, so to speak. It's just kind of nice to see, like, she's got this little sassiness about her. And I just love that, you know? And so it's just another version of Diana. Now, I know Diana's oldest daughter, and I can't think of her really? name off the top of my head. I, I mean, I, let me read, I don't know her personally. Oh, okay. I'm put it that way. But I know her oldest daughter is also an actress as well. And so, oh, okay. um, so I didn't get to do that, but at least her girls took after her in the capacity of acting and it's beautiful but but again as a young girl um growing up it was somebody to look up to and somebody to aspire you know that keep you know i had to look a certain way she was skinny i was skinny you know you know that's kind of stuff so it was just like there's somebody in the world that looks like me and i one day want to grow up and be like her but my world my destiny was growing up to be this kick-ass business chick that i am and of course the phenomenal best nurse in the universe yeah (laughs) Yeah, cool, cool. And then lastly, I guess I would just want to ask is um do you have um it does it, it can be anything, but do you have a book that inspired you along your path or a book you would recommend or um what do you think? It could be an audiobook or education for people to help them. Other than the books path? I've written myself. Sure. I mean, please. I mean, yeah. I mean how I many books, books how many written, books have you there, written? Yeah, I am a four time best selling author and a international best selling author. So I have four books that I've written, but, um, and they, and they range from stepping in to being fierce, fearless, and unstoppable with regards to, you know, doing what you're meant to do to, um, all about, uh, holistic health and well-being and utilizing that Ayurveda principles in your life to manage your health, your mindset, and your wealth. So with regards to, I'm an avid reader. I've been reading, I have probably thousands of books and I, and every book is so dear to me, but recently I've read a couple of really, really good books. One that I read and I stumbled across this is called The Power, Using the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. Just an absolutely phenomenal book. But the other book that I really can totally relate to and, and I think women can relate to this is we all know Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book. It, of course. You know, it's been quite popular for like the last 10 years or so, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been popular for a long time, but it came back into popularity, you want know, to say, in the last 10 years. Yep. But Shannon Lecter wrote uh, Think and Grow Rich for women, mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on women. And I would suggest that if you're a woman, whether you have a business or not, but if you're just a woman, get that book because it's it's Napoleon Hill stuff, but she gives a spin on how we women think. You know, I'm gonna listen to it. Do, is there? Not, do you know? Is your are your books in? Is that one on audio? I love audio books too. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I happened to be at a conference in Arizona at the Biltmore. Oh, what was the conference now? It was some some first some high high achieving women business owners. Anyways, she was there and she was one of the speakers. And I went up and talked to her, and she's like, "Hey, you want a copy of my book?" I was like, "Yeah, can you autograph it?" She's like, "Yeah, girl." And I'm like, "And I want a picture too." And so I got the book, and, and so I'm gonna tell I'm telling you this because I got the book probably six years before I ever wrote the I mean before I ever read the book. I had it. Mm-hmm. 
because I, you know, I have a podcast. So people send me books all the time and some of them I read and some of them that I'm not really interested in, but, you know, I'll pass them on to other people. But Sharon's book, I actually had for like six years and it was just in my stack of books to go. And when I got to it and I was like, oh my God. And then I was so, I was so, you know, upset with myself because I, it was so good that I read it in two days. And I was like, wow. dang, now what am I going to I mean, I, of course I had another, you know, book, great books, but that one for women is just, it's great. It gives statistics it about the power of women and what we have and what we don't even realize the power we have that we should be utilizing, especially nowadays mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to change the world. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. I'm definitely going to look up that book. My very first little book came from my very first little podcast and it's called um, Holistic oh, really? Health Ayurveda Style. Cool. Yeah. And it's just a little tiny book. It's a best-selling book, but it's a little tiny book that you can actually keep in your pocketbook and it pull out and has all these little, you know, simplified Ayurvedic tips and techniques to help you manage your day and keep yourself balanced and, you know, information about what your dosha might be. And if anyone's interested in finding out about, you know, if they need a detoxification, I have a quiz that they can take. I think you took it. I took the quiz. And then, it was fun. It was super fun. 40, qu- 40 questions really quick. Since we talked about detoxification, but also if you want to find out what your body type is, um, you can go to my website, um, Blissful Living, the number four and the letter U.com and do forward slash body type. And you can take a body type quiz. And I, you should do this too, because with that quiz, not only do you get your body type Ayurvedically, you know, explained to you, but you get a list of foods that you should eat for your body type that will help keep you in balance. You get some other goodies that specifically around your body type and uh, people love it. So I, I saw that. Um, I'm going to go and do that. So the three types for Ayurvedic, um, I, I got mine, but it was so many years ago that I forget what mine is. I totally forget what mine is. So I don't remember, but I just remember again. spicy, spicy foods were not good for me, even though I love them. So you, I, you know what? I think you're, I think you, you might be a predominantly pizza type like I me. So. I think so. I think so. Cause I shouldn't eat spicy foods, but I love spicy food. So yeah, I do anyways, but then I use, you know, I utilize other things to keep myself in balance, but, but yeah, yeah. Because you've got that olive complexion, but then you, you, you are Greek too. And Greeks oh, yeah. have beautiful olive skin like, like yeah. me. No. <laughs> naturally yeah but Um, but yeah yeah. i'll put it on the links in the show notes so people can follow you on your social media they'll have your website yeah Yeah, so i'll put all the links in the in the show notes so then people can just uh look you up and follow you be a part of your community and uh, get in touch do the do the tests online uh they're free and they're fun i've already shared it with like five people Um, so, Great. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to share it with some more people, but I just had uh, five I sent it to so far. But I'm like a walking, talking billboard. When I do one and I like something, it's like 200. That's me. Oh, Intense. I love you. Love, love you. Love, love you. Too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time today and I appreciate connecting with you and honoring you and having you share some insight and stories. And I hope this has really inspired the viewers and make sure to, um, you know, look at the show notes and connect with Rochelle um, directly and um, definitely check out her podcast and subscribe to her podcast. Blissful Living. My business is Blissful Living for you. So that's why you think the show is called the Blissful Living Show. It's always been like that. Well, that's what I thought. Okay. I mean, obviously I'm not like a computer system and I know everything, right? We're here sharing and learning. (laughs) Why not? No. (laughs) Why don't you know everything? (laughs) 
Well, why don't I know everything? That's a good thing to ask my, my, my. I mean, you're a woman and you know, we women, you're a woman and you know, we women know everything, girl. (laughs) (laughs) All I know, who's the famous quote? All I know is that I, I don't know nothing at all. Right. Exactly. Philosopher who. I think it's Socrates. Aristotle. I think, oh. it's so- I think it's Socrates. I think, I think that's, I think it's Socrates. Anyway, any last uh, words of wisdom for the listeners and viewers today? I just want to wish everyone, you know, much health and well-being and to stay safe and, um, you know, just be cognizant. I have on this shirt that says, be good to people. And I actually have a cap and it also says, be good to people. And so my whole model is in life, you know, be good to people. You never know whose life you may change just by smile. Well, we can't, you can't really see people smile anymore because we got to wear the mask. But, you know, by just saying hi or, you know, acknowledging someone with your eyes and not in a flirtatious way because, you know, we're all masked up. But, you know, just being good to people, being kind, I sometimes I like to, when I do go to Starbucks, I'd like to sometimes pay for the person behind me, you know, anonymously or, you know, you know, just be good in a good way. You know, if I see somebody, a guy looking good, hey, you're looking nice today. Or again, not flirtatious, but just complimentary. If I see a woman and she looking good, her hair is banging, the makeup that I can see is banging, or whatever. I like your shoes. I like your outfit. I like your hair. You're looking good. You know, whatever. Just be good to people because the more we can be good to people. We're all different. We're all, we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different stories, but at the bottom of the line, I mean, at the bottom of it all, we are born. The moment we born, we start dying. And the only thing that we were born, we pay taxes and we die. Everybody does that. I don't care how much money you have in the world or how little you have. You born, you pay taxes, you die. So there's nothing different between any of us other than what we perceive in our mind. So my motto is to be good and kind to everybody because you never know never know whose life you may change. Yeah. Just a sim- like you said, just a simple hello. How are you? Be inspired, inspired, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Those are just beautiful words. Thank you. Thank you for that. And not like you said, be, 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 be kind to people and don't forget, like you're one of those people. You're one of those persons, like be kind to self, you know, like we're so hard on ourselves, like your worst enemy, our worst enemy. We're just like 10 times harder on ourselves than we are to our, our worst enemy. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah. I speak from personal experience and you know through some with some people that I've spoken with so it's a practice of kindness it's a practice of kindness yes. um I would love for you to check out I'll send it to you um my new solo EP called hypnotic energy it's actually all it's um I have a song it's called forgiveness is key um teamed up with subtle energy and actually all my podcasts are encoded with healing frequencies our planet right now is at an all-time it's the lowest um vibration we've ever had as a planet as a whole right now, but I released this um, EP called Hypnotic Energy and they're all beats and it's encoded with 639 healing frequencies and 639 healing frequencies fosters forgiveness with ourselves and relationships with others. And so I just felt like on a planetary level, we all needed a lot more forgiveness and kindness and it stimulates the heart chakra. So uh, I'm going to, I'll send it to you so you can hear it, but um, it's just, you know, that's kind of one of the kind thoughts and movements and actions I've taken to share with other people because like you said when we're in our positions of being stuck and all that all those things like just turn off the brain and just put on the music so it's all it's all beats that you can listen
listen to and um, you'll let me know what you think of it. Hopefully I'll share it with you and you, you tell me what's up. <laughs> For sure. I will. Yeah. And hopefully you can thank share you with so much. Thank you. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yes. Yeah. My four grown children. Yeah. <laughs> My mom has four kids too. Holy crap. What are their ages? Uh, 40, 38, 30 and 27. Oh my God. You're like this. It's like the same as my mom. You guys are on like the same wavelength. Wow. That is so interesting. So my sister and I were, um, uh, 13 months apart. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. She's in, mm-hmm. she's in, um, California too. My brother's in California. Oh, my sister's in California. They're both in LA. Mm-hmm. And then my other sister. And your parents are in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Suburb Michigan. 30 minutes away from Detroit. Yeah. And then my, so my younger sister, she's in Michigan. She used to live in California. She went there. I was the first one to go there and all my siblings came and like 14 other people came like their friends. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. Wow. I was the first one to come out and then they all started coming out and like their friends started coming out and they all dabbled and got in the industry. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I mean, of course I'm partial because I'm from California. I'm a Silicon Valley, born and raised girl, born in Stanford hospital, all that good stuff. But I love California and I, yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. It is the best state in the nation. I mean, I love other states. I love New York. I love Michigan. I love, I mean, I love, you know. Sedona. But oh my God. Sedona's amazing. I love Arizona. Love, love Arizona. Spent lots of time in Tucson and um, doing lots of retreats and things in, in Tucson. But um, I do love California. I love the vibe. I love the vibe that's different from the Bay versus LA, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. all I even good. love San Diego. I'm like, I graduated from San Diego State College, so I've oh, cool. lived there four years. Yeah. Um, what was your degree? Love, love, love San Diego Communications. Nice. Very nice. I wanted to be I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. I wanted mm-hmm. to be Connie Chung, except for, uh, you know, a Black version. Mm-hmm. But when I graduated from college, they uh, the the television studio that I was working, you know, doing my internship with, said, oh, will you hire you to do exactly what you're doing? And I looked at her like, are you kidding? I Granted, I was 20, so I was, you know, young-minded so to speak. But I was like, you don't need a degree to do this. I was just, I'm graduating with a four-year degree. You know, I'm 20 years old. Who does that at 20? And so, of course, I moved back to Northern California. She's like, I know who I am. (laughs) I know my worth. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I went back to Northern California and went back to engineering school and got an electrical engineering degree and started my first business and. Uh, from there on, and here I am. So Lawson and uh, Flossin with Lawson. What? That's right, girl. That's right. <laughs> Oh my God, seriously. Oh my God, seriously. Oh, and then, and then also I love the Mirror Woods. Have you been there? Marin County? Those, those like logs. Beautiful. I was just hugging them and you're talking about going in nature. I was just like hugging them, hugging them. And I, it was just, it was so amazing. Like grounding all that energy and getting all their wisdom instilled within you. It's a, it's beautiful. Yeah. George Lucas lives. We went past George Lucas's house. The woman's like, that's George Lucas's property. I'm like, word, let's go. Mm, now you know why he lives up there. It's beautiful. I'd be, I would be 20-year-old Rochelle being, hey, what up? I'm in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has that new, um, um, my dad's watching it. He's marathoning it. The Star Wars, The Clone, The Mandalorian. That yeah, is- I haven't seen any of, uh, you know what? I, after the, you know, I saw, father saw the first three original. Um, and then I saw one and two of the 
you know, the new ones, but I haven't seen any of them because it's just got to be too much for me. It's yeah. like, okay, I, great, cool, love like, it. Yeah, it's like a cool way for me to bond with my dad, but it's like I also yeah. I do voiceover so I can like, yo, be like learning and studying and researching. Right. So, I, mean, I, I, I have, so I'm just saying, George Lucas, if you're listening to this, I will be coming to your door in Marin County pretty soon. Or I should just turn, I should have got the address and just like sent him a letter. That's if send I was really bottle. smart at the time, right? <laughs> yeah, send him a bottle of wine from Napa. Go to Napa, get a good bottle of wine and send it to him. I'll meet you there. As as if, let's go together. Right. There you go. That's even a better idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Be- wait, wait. Lastly. So have you seen the morning show? No. Do you know about it? No. Okay. So I mean, I, who, who's, who's on the morning show? Okay. So it's, it's on Apple. You have to see it immediately. It's um, the creator, the executive producers and stars, um, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. It's all about broadcasting. Mimi Leader is the director and executive producer, boss lady. I worked with her on a film with Morgan Freeman in Bulgaria and Antonio Banderas, but she's Steven Spielberg's uh, partner, Mimi Leader, but she is executive producer, boss lady, directs the episodes. Um, Reese Witherspoon, her character is amazing, destructive, self-sabotage, brilliant. Jennifer Aniston's awesome. Steve Carell's in it as well. Um, but being abroad, being wanting to be a broadcaster, <laughs> seeing the show, and then like, I'm not a big news girl. Like I don't watch the news a lot at all, but being home in Michigan, I've never seen so much news in my life, especially with all that stuff that was going on in the world. But after you watch the show and then you sit down and you watch the news, it's just like, you look at it so differently because you know what's happening behind the scenes. You okay. To, I got to watch the it. The morning yeah. show. You'll marathon it. You can't put it down. You'll just watch it. Straight I, I've got to watch it now. You're going to love it. Because I always thought, how could I be, if I was, I would, I would, I probably got fired really quickly because it would be like, how could I be, you know, if it's something or someone I totally dislike, yeah, don't agree with how I love stuff like that because, you know, it always looks so packaged nicely, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, there's sometimes even stuff between the anchors that go on you don't know about, but when they're on camera, they're like, yes, well, we're bringing you live, blah, 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 right? You are yeah. Love Even it. with actors and stuff, you think, oh, they must have got along great. And they're like, I hated that MF or blah, 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 blah. I would never work with him again. I'm like, but you guys create, you had a beautiful, you did this movie, it was beautiful. So yeah. Yeah, those are the actors for you. But that's how people are in life too, right? It's all storytelling, part of life. It's just education. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate your time and I love you so much. And thank you so much for being on She's All Over the Place. And uh, yeah, take really good care. But yeah, if you want to give any shout outs of your social media, please do. Okay. You can find me, Rochelle Marie, um, Rochelle Lawson on Facebook. I'm Rochelle Lawson on Instagram. I am Rochelle Lawson on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. You probably on LinkedIn, you might find me Rochelle Lawson or Rochelle Marie Lawson. But either way, you can find me um, out there. And my Rochelle is spelled with no hail. So it's R-O-C-H-E-L-E out there on social media instead of R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E or R-O-C-H-E-L-L. It's R-O-C-H-E-L-E for me. Cool. And like I said, we'll have those in the show notes below. And thank you so much for being on She's All Over the Place. Everyone, if you're not subscribing already, please subscribe, smash the five stars, write a review, let us know what you thought about the episode. Feel free to reach out to me at Imagine K 
katie at gmail.com. You can call me 646-820-5311 if you have any questions. If you want to know about a certain topic or if you want to know more information, um, just leave me a text message or call me. Let me know. I'm here for you to answer all your questions. I hope this show inspired you and got your wheels turning and take massive action. Even if it's one step at a time, you are here. And like Rochelle says, we live, we die in between, we we pay taxes. So and in between, what else do you want to do? We can design our own future. And it starts with the choice, start messy and just take action and just be kind and love yourself and love one another. And then we'll see you again soon. Okay, take good care. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out.